Isn't it good when you're connected to the power and the power works? It's good. Haven't all these testimonies been good? That's because Jesus is in the house. He's in the house. What Martha is prophesying this morning, that's what I agree with. I'm going to be preaching about breakthrough. You know, last week I was speaking on Jesus in the house from Mark 2. I'm just going to read some verses from that again today. And uh, the Jesus in the house. In this house, in our home and in the church, Jesus is in the house. And when Jesus is in the house, things happen. Imagine if you went home today and there was Jesus sat in your house. Things wouldn't be the same, would they? <laughs> yes, exactly. On Tuesday morning, I was just going to sat there and mind my own business as you do. And uh, I believe God told me to read this passage again in Mark. And it got to the place where the, it speaks about the breakthrough. And when I got that, the thing came alive. And I, I got one of these kind of 10-minute downloads of what to speak on, because I wasn't due to speak this Sunday, but God gave me this kind of 10-minute download. I thought, this is good. Why don't we do this all the time, God? It would be wonderful. You know, not having the blood, sweat, and tears, just get up and preach, and God gives you a download. Wouldn't that be nice? We'd get lazy then, wouldn't we? And what Martin said and uh, I believe where we are as a church, you see, we're in that place where there's cracks in the dam. We're starting to see something of the presence of God. We're starting to see, you know, people being touched by God. But we need to press on for more. Because we've got to be in that place where we're affecting our town, our region, our nation, haven't we? So I just want to read from this passage again, Mark chapter 2. This time I'm just going to read the first few verses, not all the way through to verse 11. This is Mark chapter 2. And again he entered Capernaum. This is Jesus after some days. And he was heard, he was in the house. Praise God. (laughs) Immediately many gathered together, so there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they couldn't come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through... They let down the bed in which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And then he goes on to say later, Arise, take up your bed and walk. You see, Jesus is in the house, isn't he? We're agreed about that. But because Jesus is in the house doesn't mean that we automatically get blessed. There are things that God has had for us but we still need to press in for them by faith. We've got to break through into these things that God has for us. And we do that by faith. You know, some people think that revival happens here we are, we gather together on a Sunday morning and God just turns up because he felt like turning up. Now, someone somewhere has paid the price and has been praying. For God to break through. So God breaks through on a Sunday morning because someone's paid the price somewhere. It doesn't just happen. There has been a breakthrough somewhere. Someone has taken time to get after God. And God wants us to be in that place where we experience more of His presence and that that presence goes from the church into this town. You know, some of the world's 
greatest achievements have been uh, accomplished by men and women, not because of great gift or great wealth, but because of their determination. You know, there's stuff out there you can read about that. The common denominator for so many great men and women is this, is determination. The Bible calls that faith. Faith is being determined to break through. Faith is trusting in the Lord with all our heart and not leaning into our own understanding. You know, whether it's the light bulb, all the failures, you know, time after time after time after time, that man was determined to break through. On so many other inventions, it didn't just happen like that. There was failure after failure, but they were determined to break through. Now, when it comes to the things of God, brothers and sisters, we've got to have that same determination. We've got to press in and press on until we break through. We're supposed to be a determined people because we are a people of faith, or we should be a people of faith. Because the Bible says the righteous will live by faith. We're righteous, are we not? If you're not righteous here today, you need saving. Please see me before you leave. We are called to live by faith. Faith should be a lifestyle for the Christian, not an optional extra. When we need someone from God, I'm going to get in faith. We should be living on a daily basis by faith, because whatever is not from faith is sin. God is a faith God. We need to become a faith people. So we need to be determined to break through just like these four men did for the paralytic friend. Verse 4 says this, They couldn't come near him because of the crowd. Now imagine this. Here's these guys. They've carried their friend on their makeshift bed. They've heard about the miracles. And that's why they've come to Jesus. I don't know how far they walked. But when they arrived... It wasn't just a house was filled in the inside. There was a crowd on the outside and they arrive and they can't get through to Jesus because of the crowd. At that point, it would have been very, very easy for them to turn around and go back home. What a wasted journey that was. We must have heard God wrong. We should never have come in the first place. All that hard work and hassle and blood, sweat and tears for nothing. That could easily have been their attitude. I wonder if that's ever been our attitude when we've started to believe God for something and an obstacle comes across our path. Do we give up at the first obstacle? Well, these guys didn't. They couldn't get through because of the crowd, but they were still determined in their heart they were going to get their friend into the presence of Jesus because they knew that Jesus was in the house. Now they couldn't see him because he was surrounded, but they believed by faith Jesus was in the house. So they must have gone up the steps and onto the roof of the house. (laughs) You know, before we get onto the bit about the roof, you remember the story in Mark 5 about another crowd? The lady with the issue of blood had spent all the money on physicians and none of them could cure her, but she heard about Jesus and there was a crowd there, but she was determined to press through to Jesus and she pressed through to Jesus, touched the hem of his garment and she was healed. Amen. 
She wasn't put off by the crowd, but she pressed through to Jesus because she was determined her prayer was going to be answered because no one else could help her. So these guys weren't put off by the crowd. They went up on the roof. (laughs) Up the steps, onto the roof. And they uncovered the roof where he was. Use your imagination. Again, he has four guys taking their friend up in this makeshift bed onto this flat roof. And these roofs are fairly solid because sometimes they go and sleep upon them or they could do other things upon the roof. So it wasn't just some little wicker work thing. This is a pretty solid roof. So they went up on the roof with their friend. <laughs> so here they are. There's the friend. They're on the roof. No black and deckers. No kango hammers. No van downstairs with the tools and equipment they would need to dig through the roof. How were they going to get through the roof? You see, when you're determined to do something, you will find a way. Amen. You will find a way. Now, I don't know what they used, their fingernails, their teeth. I don't know what they used. But they were determined that they were going to get their friend through to Jesus and they found a way because they dug a hole in that roof. I wonder if their hands were bleeding. I wonder if their fingernails were all broken because they'd been digging a hole in that roof. See, it could be that maybe God's not asking us to dig a hole in a roof. But things in the kingdom that are of real value, we need to dig for them. But we dig in a different way. And sometimes our digging is going to be through fasting and praying and seeking God. You know the verses in Jeremiah, we all know them. Where it says, Then you will call upon me and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. You see, seeking God and praying sometimes when we're after God for something, that can actually be hard work. Just like digging a hole in a roof, we are digging something in the spirit realm, and we're pressing through into the presence of Jesus because we want our prayers answered. It's hard work. Sometimes prayer is hard work. Sometimes following God is hard work. I love the goosebumps, the anointings, and all that kind of, I love all that kind of stuff, but there are other times when the Christian life is just hard work. But we shouldn't be put off by the hard work. We need to keep pressing through. These guys kept pressing through. And it says here, when they had broken through, when they had broken through. No, I don't know what it was like for the crowd. I mean, was stuff falling down in their head as they were sat there in the room? Or what was happening? When suddenly daylight comes above them, what's happening? <laughs> Dear God, it's not, has Jesus returned? He was in the house. It couldn't be that. It must have been something. But can you imagine? There they are sat there and suddenly daylight from above. And then these friends lowered him down. Well, how did he do that? They must have great big long arms. 
12 foot arms or they'd found some rope somewhere now remember they didn't come equipped so they didn't take some rope with them knowing they were going to dig a hole in the roof and then they were going to lower their friend so someone must have found some ropes from some you see this they really went out of their way to press through into the presence of Jesus with a friend they even must have gone and got some rope so they lowered their friend down into the presence of Jesus because they knew if they got their friend into the presence he'd be healed see whatever the need is if we get into his presence that need can be met no matter what our need is let me ask you a question if you were in the presence of Jesus today would he answer your prayers as Christians we should believe that it's maybe harder because you know we're talking about Jesus in the spirit realm but use your imagination imagine Jesus Christ himself walking backwards and forwards here today here's Jesus Christ walking through the church here's Jesus Christ walking in front of us and he comes up to you What's your need, son, daughter? Let me meet your need. Let me bless you. Would you have any doubt whatsoever that your prayer would be answered if Jesus Christ was here? We'd, we'd know. We'd know that our prayers have been answered. We would know it because Jesus himself is here. Well, Jesus is here in the spirit realm by his Holy Spirit. And it's the same Jesus. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when it talks about the Holy Spirit, it talks about him being another helper, which is not what another means, one just like Jesus. The Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. So when the Holy Spirit is here, Jesus Christ is here himself. Jesus is in the house. And Jesus wants to answer our prayers and meet our needs, just like he did for that paralytic man. Praise God, these are exciting days. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, when he saw their faith, you know, as I said earlier, faith is trusting God with a whole heart, not leaning into our own understanding. The biggest battleground for faith is up here. This is my problem. This is my problem, my mind. This is my problem. I don't know what your problem is, but this is my problem. But the Bible says we believe in our heart. We don't believe up here. That's mental assent. We believe in our heart. You know, we can believe in our heart and have doubts up here. Did you know that? It's to, we've got, we're supposed to believe in our heart. We believe in our heart and confess the lips of Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. The believing's in our heart. We don't believe with our mind. So that means we can believe down here and have doubts and crazy things going on up here. That's the truth that should free you. Because sometimes we think if we're not believing up here, we're not believing none. You can have doubts up here because you're believing down there. <laughs> when he saw the faith, another thing in here is it was 
It was the faith of the four men. It doesn't say it was the faith of the, the paralytic that needed healing. It was the faith of the four men that brought him that Jesus responded to. It's not good. See, Jesus looks for faith to be present somewhere, but it doesn't necessarily need to be in the person that has a need. It can be in those around him. And that's what happened in this situation. He responded to the faith of the four men. (laughs) He responded to their faith. And he healed the paralytic. But to me, there's more to Eve. There's even more than this. He said to the, the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And here's an interesting one for you. Your sins are forgiven you. Does that mean that paralytic got saved? Or can we only get saved after the cross? Do you believe that people could be saved before the cross? What about Moses and Elijah and King David? And, huh? People were saved before the cross. They might get saved in a different way, but people were saved before the cross. See, I believe that this man here, when he said, your sons are forgiven, why should he not be saved? He went for healing, but he got an added bonus. He got salvation at the same time. <laughs> See, God's like that. We go for one thing, and he meets that need but because he's so generous and so loving he often gives us a bonus because he didn't just come to give us life he came to give us life abundantly abundant life that means more than enough a super abundance our God is the God who is more than enough the great El Shaddai he is more than enough so whatever your need is today God can meet that need and bless you with something extra into the bargain praise God Sometimes we're settling for a bucket full when there's a whole ocean for us. Brother and sister, we need to get the limits off. I believe this is prophetic. We do need to get the limits and boundaries off our life. I said that last week. There is something that God is doing in these days, but we are not being affected by it because we've still got God in a little box. He's doing something new. In fact, John, John, this John Allen, John, we sent an email during the week and part of that email was no limits, no boundaries. See, there's no limits and no boundaries in God unless we impose them. Because God is everywhere. He's the God of the impossible. He can do anything, any place, any time He chooses to. Through me and through you. Let's get the limits off, eh? Let's get out of that little village pond I said about last week. Let's get out of the village pond. Let's get ourselves into the Atlantic Ocean where the water's deeper than us. The problem is when the water's deeper than us, God's got to be in control, not us. Now there's a risk. You can feel a bit insecure. I mean, I feel God's taking me some new places at the moment. Sometimes I feel a little bit insecure about this. God, I haven't been here before. I don't know what this feels like. You see, I haven't quite experienced this before. But I'm just going forward by faith, fumbling my way in the dark with a little bit of light that comes to me. Is there anybody else here at the moment that God's just taking you forward into something new? Makes us feel a bit insecure, doesn't it? 
But that's what it's like when we pioneer new things, when we break new ground. We can't go by our past experience any longer. We can know we can trust God because we know His character and we know He's a loving Father and always wants what is best for us. But sometimes our past experience doesn't help us when we're breaking through into something new. Because we've never been there before. So we've got no reference points. And that's hard sometimes. That's why sometimes we settle. Because we feel more secure. You know, we sit in the same seat every Sunday. We do the same thing on a Monday, with the same thing on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We feel nice and secure. There's no one rocking my boat. Well, you might feel secure, but I'll guarantee you're pretty bored with life. It's much better to be insecure. Enjoy the adventure. <laughs> See, Jesus is looking for faith. Faith goes beyond the known. It goes beyond what we know. If we knew it, we wouldn't need faith for it. The reason we need faith is we've got to believe God for something that we haven't yet experienced. And Jesus is still looking for faith today, just like he was when he walked upon the earth. He was looking for faith then. He's still looking for faith today, because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. In Luke, it even says it, will he find faith on earth when he returns? Well, if he returns in my lifetime, I hope he finds me in faith. Wow. You know, imagine the, the paralytic was healed and the four friends, they must have gone in their way rejoicing because they pressed in for a breakthrough and they got it. They got more than they bargained for. I believe he got more than his healing. And imagine the testimony they had. What a testimony. What a testimony. What a testimony. So, I believe that Jesus is in the house. But this doesn't mean that blessings will fall upon us automatically. We've got to press in for a breakthrough. Not just for ourselves, but for others. Sometimes we've got to stand in the gap for others. That's intercession. For our town, for our nation, we need to press in for a breakthrough. I believe there's cracks in the dams. I believe that water is starting to flow into this nation. I believe God is starting to do something in this nation that is new and is different. And we might not even recognize the end product, but God is in the move... And what he wants us is to press through for a breakthrough so that he can move through us. Yes, amen. Are you up for that? Yay. See, some people just want more of the same. It's okay to have more of the same as long as we also have something different. You know, tradition isn't all bad. It's only dead tradition that's bad. Tradition is okay as long as you're always open to God in the middle of it. 
It's like, we, we've got our kind of liturgy for a Sunday morning, basically, worship, word, and ministry. That's basically our format. That's our liturgy. But as long as we're open to God changing things, that's fine. As long as God's allowed to be God. The thing is, is God being allowed to be God in my life and in your life? Or have you got him in a box where all's nice and tidy, it's all in control, you're in control? Bored out your bonds, but you're in control? Or are you willing to take a risk? John Wimber said, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. R-I-S-K. What's life without a risk? I mean, we live in a society that's taken the risk out of life. They've made everything so clinical. They've brought out so many laws and everybody's suing everybody else. You're not allowed to take risks any longer in case you end up in prison. In prison for taking a risk. And what's your crime? I took a risk, sir. Oh, five years hard labor. I mean, that's the kind of society in which we live. Brother, we're the, we're the church, brother and sister. Jesus came to give us abundant life. We need to be living it. If we're going to live it, we've got to get after it. And if we're going to get after it, we've got to get after him. He's in the house, but we need to press in for breakthrough for ourselves, our families, our town, and our nation. Let's not settle the way we are. You know, we passed out these leaflets last week. Did anyone not get a prayer leaflet last week? Was anyone here last week? Not here last week then. Can you just pass out? Where the hands are up, can you just pass out some leaflets and some instructions? This is only Mark 1 verse and probably 2, 3, 4 and 5 in the next few weeks because we're on an experiment at the moment, you see. It's okay to experiment as Christians. You know, that's one of the good things about Bethel. They experiment with things. They try things out and see if they work. That's what scientists do. They come up with these wonderful theories. Then they try them out and see if they work. (laughs) Well, surely we can do that in our Christian lives. Surely we can try some things out, some new things, and see if they work. Because Jesus came to bring us abundant life. So let's be those that press and say, God, I want this abundant life. I'm going to get after you with my whole heart. See, he says, when you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. You will find me. See, sometimes God doesn't make it easy for us because he wants us to run after him. Because that's how we grow in a relationship with him. If God just stood there and handed it out all the time, we'd be just fat and flabby Christians. You still allowed to say fat and flabby? I'll just qualify that in the spiritual sense. We don't want to be fat and flabby spiritually, do we? We need some exercise, folks. And I do believe, and I encourage you to read Mark 2, verse 1 to 11 over the next few weeks. I think this is a a prophetic section of Scripture for the church at this time. Not just that Jesus is in the house and in this house, so wherever we go, we are taking Jesus. We want to let him out of our house. 
but it's time to press into him for more than what we have that we see a breakthrough in our lives in a town and in a nation see this nation needs to turn back to God doesn't it it's going all the way down a slippery slope it happens gradually over a period of time so gradual that we don't even notice it while it's happening well God's got great plans for this nation and God wants this nation to become a great missionary nation in Christ once more and that's Northampton's destiny in Christ we had in the natural the Bruton Shoe this was Bruton Shoe County you remember Steve a few weeks ago uh, about exchanging our natural boots for gospel feet that's this town's destiny in Christ is to be a town that is gospel feet so this becomes a missionary town and something of God goes from Northampton to the ends of the earth but that will only happen if we are prepared to press in and take risks I'm going to pray I'm going to ask you to stand in a minute but I don't want you to pray if you're not prepared to press in and take risks please just sit in your seat okay that's fine I'll close my so I can't see who it is okay so there's an encouragement for you but also a challenge you see sometimes God needs to challenge us to stir us up because it's so easy to become sluggish in the human and in the spiritual we can become sluggish so there's a challenge for us this morning so if you're prepared to take a risk and press in please stand I'm just going to pray I'll stand this way so I can't see we stood up right <laughs> Father I thank you the sovereign Lord God Almighty Lord you are working out your plans and purposes across the nations and Father we are your sons and daughters and we have the wonderful privilege and opportunity to get involved in the family business because of what Jesus has done Lord we sang about the cross this morning that place of victory that place of the you know where we can have the great exchange that these things that are not for us we can leave at the cross and we can take something good in exchange and Lord we want to be a people that run after you with a whole heart that press in for greater breakthroughs than we've seen that this dam that's starting to crack would burst completely and a mighty river of your revival and supernatural power would flow through this nation. Father, that's what we want. That's what this nation needs. Lord, let your kingdom come with righteousness here in Northampton, God, and across this nation in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, I ask for us to have grace to take risks, not just to settle for the status quo, God, that we'd be a people prepared to pioneer and go to places off our current map. God, we need to learn to walk in the water and not stay in little boxes. God, at the very least, give us a bigger box and please help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 